0: It's time. It's time. Time Time to get in the zone. Time to
1: get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. As we get into this playoff run, it's huge. And I think everybody really feels that. I know I certainly do. And if it ends with anything other. Once you get to the Super Bowl, right, it's kind of like, all right, well, you made the Super Bowl. You never know what's going to happen, especially with teams like the Ravens and Patrick Mahomes, maybe on the other side. But the Niners have to get it done this year. If not now, when? And I think anything other than that is going to be a disappointment. And even when you look at Kyle Shanahan, like this is a huge, huge three week stretch for Kyle Shanahan. Who, If he gets a Super Bowl. Is going to shoot into the elite stratosphere of head coaches. Right now, he's in, there's the elite, elite guys, and I think he's in the next tier of just really, really good head coaches. You know, I think you, you were going to call Andy Reid a legendary. Like Andy Reid is always a phenomenal head coach, but until he got those titles, that's where he gets into the elite legendary status. You, you got to win titles to get there. And I think Kyle is sort of where Andy Reid was prior to that. And when you look at what Kyle, where Kyle is, let's just look at him in 49ers history. He has coached 115 games for the 49ers. The only coaches that have coached more games, head coaches that have coached more games, George Seifert has 128 and Bill Walsh has 152. He's going to catch Seifert next season. He's going to pass Seifert next season. And he's going to, it looks like he's going to surpass Walsh too. He may be the longest tenured head coach in 49ers history. Kyle Shanahan has been in, let's see here, nine playoff games. The only coaches with more, this is for the as head coach of the 49ers, Bill Walsh with 14, and George Seifert with 10. Seifert and Walsh each have 10 playoff wins. Uh, Shanahan has is second with, I'm sorry, yeah, so they're tied for first with 10, and then Shanahan is next with six for the 49ers. Now, obviously, Walsh has three titles, Seifert has two, so Shanahan has to get that one. It just changes so much for him. And Shanahan has a reputation right now. Fair enough that he, he can't win the big game, that something always happens. And we talked about it. So even if you just look at, let's take it back to his offensive coordinator days with the Falcons, he wasn't the head coach, but for some reason he gets the blame for that 28-3 to three debacle where a lot of things happen. When you blow a 28-3 to three lead, a lot of things happen. Should he have run on third and one? Yeah, probably. Um, he's trying to put the game away. It didn't work out a lot of that fell on him that maybe that's not fair. You know, you feel like why doesn't more of that fall on Dan Quinn, but it always feels like Kyle gets, gets the brunt of that. And then with the 49ers, we saw, look, they blew a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter in the Super Bowl. You got to own that. You have to live with that. They don't get it done against the Rams in that close game. It's another game where you're like, Oh, they were on the doorstep and it didn't happen. And you have to throw last season out again, when you don't even get a chance to compete. I think you have to throw that out. But Kyle is just on the doorstep right now. He's just on this precipice of just being this elite coach. He gets the Super Bowl and you're talking, I mean, I may put him top three if he gets a Super Bowl. Because right now, I have to go through the coaches. I mean, at least top five. He's just a perennial 10, 12, 13 win coach right now. That's really difficult to do. That is elite level stuff. And you've had, you know, Belichick does that. Andy Reid does that. Coaches that can do that year in and year out, it's elite. Sean McVay is an elite guy, and Sean McVay has got that title. You saw what McVay did with it with a lesser team this season. He made a nice run and was really close to beating a Detroit team that could also end up in that NFC Championship game. So it's a huge, huge season for Kyle. It's a huge season for the players on, on this team. You know, we mentioned all the team and the guys in 2011 players that are just revered players that if you ask any 49ers fans, they, they love those guys. We love Frank Gore. We love Joe Staley. We love Patrick Willis. We love Bowman. We love Justin Smith. I think people respect the hell out of Alex Smith and what he came back from and how he carries himself and, and the redemption angle with him. And Alex Smith is just a good example. <laughs> you know, you look at a lot of athletes and you say like, you know, don't look up to that guy, but Alex Smith, you're like, yeah, look at the way he handled things. He's he he is a he just handled things with class all the time, no matter what was thrown at him. And, and he came back and ended up from a disastrous first, whatever it was, six years or whatever it was with him in the league to having a Pro Bowl career as a quarterback. He he really turned around with the Niners and was a Pro Bowl QB with Kansas City. So we, we have all those players, but they don't have the title. <laughs> and they're never, despite how much we love them, the, you know, you don't look at them like the Montanas and the Lots and the Rice and John Taylor and Roger Craig. Because those guys have, have the title. It just brings you up into a, a different stratosphere. And that's what I want for the guys on this team. There are so many great players on this team. Nick Bosa, Fred Warner, Eric Armstead's been a great 49er. Then you go over to the offensive side of the ball, Trent Williams, George Kittle, Debo, Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey. who Man, going down, I don't know if they have longevity, but certainly in, in the time that he's here, maybe the best running back the Niners have ever had are right up there. Brock Purdy, the story, the story of Brock Purdy, the seventh round pick coming in. If he wins the Super Bowl, again, that's that's stuff you make make movies out of that. That's Kurt Warner type stuff. Legendary stuff. So people can nitpick him all they want to if he wins the Super Bowl right away. Legendary stuff. There's just so much on the line. So much on the line. So for me to come into this show, I just think that's what I had to do. I had to relive what we've been through. Maybe it was my own therapy session. And if you listen to this the whole way through with me, I, I appreciate that.
2: Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today.
1: But I had to sit here and I had to talk about, I guess, sort of what I, me as a fan, and my fandom has changed since I started doing this. Once once you start covering the team and you start working with the team and you start getting to know people around the team, the, the curtain gets pulled back. It does change things. I feel like anybody who's done this, it, it has to at some point. You talk to a lot of people who work in the media and you ask them, well, which favorite team? And they're like, well, I used to be a fan of whatever. Now I'm kind of not a fan of anybody. And I never really understood that until I started to do this. But I definitely went through some years there where I was like, I don't feel. Like as passionate as I did at one point, like I used to be. Niners and the Yankees are my ride or die teams, like absolute ride or die. So I used to feel like, I mean, I would the Niners would lose it, I would like be crushed on a Sunday. You know, it would just it would bother me so much. And like I said, those losses killed me. And you go through, I went through a little bit of a period where I was just kind of like this felt businessy to me. And now it feels starting to go back the other way, where my fandom is starting to get back there again. It really happened around when Purdy came in last season, where I was kind of like. I don't know. I just kind of felt that special feeling again. And I'm there again. And I just know how passionate 49ers fans are. I know how passionate social media, just in interacting with me and listening to other shows, whatever. This is one of the great fan bases. The Bills get a lot of you know publicity because people are jumping on tables and everything else. And you have other teams that get a lot of publicity for their fans. But Niners fans, to me, I don't know if there's anybody better. I really don't. And you even look at the way that just content creators are supported. Look around the league. Where are there there the amount of content creators that there are with Ford that are covering the 49ers? And the reason that there's so many 49ers content creators like me, because we have a following, because we're able to do this because the fans are so passionate. Because the fans are not only going to follow, you know, Matt Mayoko and and Matt Barrows and Cam Inman and and all those great guys who cover the team, Mike Silver, but they're also going to follow all the, all the content creators that are doing this, keeping us going to have that balance and to have fans support, both shows you how passionate they are. I'm like, i like, I want this for you guys too. We do the show every week. We do two shows a week. I've been doing this on it. Well, with the year off I took, it's been like seven, well, it's been since Shanahan started. So other than when I was with KNBR in 2019, I did, I've done the show every other year. So I know how passionate you guys are. And I've, kind of live through this regime. And I've been talking about this and back and forth, and you feel really connected with the fan base. And I want this for you guys. And I want this for the content creators. And I want this for the people who cover the team. This has felt kind of special since the beginning. Well, the preseason was a little chaotic. But it, what was interesting about that is like, once Bosa signed and Lance gets traded and everything else, from week one on, the switch just flipped. It was just all business. And they went through some ups and downs, which you do as a team. You're gonna go through ups and downs throughout a season. You're you're not gonna most likely not gonna go 15 and one or whatever it be now, 15 and 2, 16 and one, and then have an easy 1989 49ers run through the playoffs. That doesn't really happen anymore. But they went through adversity, they bounced back from adversity, they played really well. You've seen some huge highs this season. The statistics you've seen this season, the only team ever with a running back tight end and two wide receivers with over a thousand scrimmage yards. Uh, those four players at those three positions to have over a 1,000 scrimmage yards. The only team to ever do that. The historic season of, of Brock Purdy. Uh, Steve Wilks looked like he's ready to get fired at the bye, and then, then he, he turns things around in the second half. It's just been such a wonderful season. I want it to end with the title.